You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is A Match That Lasts. Is it ever a good time to be a matchmaker? Many years ago, I had the privilege of working on several different contracts in a variety of industries. It was delightful to have so many different places to work, such a wide variety of tasks to do, and such a large group of people to get to know. At one of my contract offices, I not only got to know a number of the staff, but developed friendships with several of those I worked with, including my boss. She was a lovely woman who not only excelled at running her business, but was kind and generous to her clients as well as her staff. I learned a lot from her and thoroughly enjoyed the many years I was able to work for her. She was a single mom of two children, and as a result of the many hours she had to put into her business, her children sometimes would come and be with us in the office, so it gave me a chance to get to know them as well. Observing them as a family gave me a window into another side of my boss, that of being a mom, and it was a pleasure to watch her excel in this role as well. Over the course of getting to know her, we would share stories of our relationships with men, the joys, the hilarious moments, the disappointments, and our resolve to not give up on getting to know the one. One day, I was telling her about a friend of mine and how together with other friends we had set her up on a blind date. The blind date had not gone so well, and so I had decided that being part of matchmaking was not something I wanted to do anymore. Interestingly enough, my boss began to ask many questions about the man we had set up on the date with my friend. After her many questions, it suddenly dawned on me that she might be interested in him. I'm slow on the uptake at times, so I asked her if that was the case. She indicated it was and wondered if I could make one more attempt at matchmaking and set him up with her. What a great idea! I quickly changed my resolve and agreed that I would attempt to set her up with him. I also told her I would pray about this possible date. So after a few phone calls were made, he agreed to meet her and hoped that this match would go much better than the last one I had been a part of. As a part of the match deal, I got both of them to agree that no matter what happened, they would still be my friends and not hold anything against me. Thankfully, they agreed to this. The day came that the two of them were going to meet, and I must admit, I think I had more butterflies in my stomach than either of them, as I felt so much was at stake if this went badly. For not only were they friends of mine, she was my boss. Well, the evening meeting happened, 
and the next day I was all ears to hear how the date had gone. Her wide grin seemed to indicate a good time was had by all. And as she shared details about the evening, she shared that they were together long enough to shut the coffee house down where they had decided to meet. I was so relieved at this good news and hoped that there would be a second date. She indicated she hoped so too, but wasn't sure. It was time to check in on him. Yay, he was of the same hope and let me know that a second date was in the planning. Thankfully, a second date turned into a third and then a fourth and then many months of dating, which eventually led to an engagement. Yay! Not only were they both going to stay friends of mine, they were going to get married. I was beyond thrilled and felt that this was a huge answer to prayer. As my boss and I discussed her engagement, she also let me know that she not only saw it as an answer to prayer, but a gift from God, for he was giving her another chance to be married and in a loving, committed relationship. We both cried as we reminisced about the many ways that God, out of his great love and mercy for us, gave us second and third and fiftieth chances to live and love again. It was a tender time where we both were grateful for God's grace in our lives. The engagement time was filled with many typical things, including planning the wedding ceremony and reception. In the midst of all the planning, my friend and boss asked if I would officiate at the wedding ceremony. Since I carry credentials as a minister in my denomination, conducting wedding ceremonies was not foreign to me, but conducting one for two people I had had a hand in bringing together was a new experience. It was very touching to be asked to hold this important role in their wedding ceremony, and I heartily agreed to it. The date of the rehearsal came quickly, and it was delightful to see how intentional the couple had been about including all members of their families, even the youngest of their nieces and nephews. It was also delightful to see how the children of my friend were willing to be involved in the ceremony, showing their support of this new marriage relationship. Once rehearsal was over, the big day arrived with great anticipation of all parties involved. The couple looked very lovely and could not keep from grinning in spite of some nervousness settling in as the ceremony was soon to begin. Finally, it was time for the ceremony where they would not only commit to one another, but invite God to be a part of their union as well. As the officiating minister, I was privileged to not only observe the joy of the couple, but also the joy of the guests as they witnessed the marriage of these two wonderful people one for the first time in his life and the other for the second time in her life. The song called The Meaning of Love by Firm Foundation is a love song that seemed appropriate to pair with this episode. Down, make your way here. The time has finally come for us again. It seemed like today was more than a year, and I won't waste this moment. My heart. 
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? Coming from a nursing background where she always related to people one-on-one, Irene Marsh loves the way radio reaches so many people at once, particularly those she would never meet with conventional nursing. Those who have nowhere to go, those who don't have the courage to come to a clinic, they can always listen to the radio. To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. My hand in bringing this amazing couple together was something I enjoyed, but sensed that it was part of a much bigger picture that only God could have orchestrated. The grace God gives us is also a huge part of this story and can't be ignored when sharing it. God is gracious to us and gives us many chances in life. Such a gift and one that relieves us of the guilt we may carry over some of the choices we have made. God's grace is a gift given through his son, Jesus Christ, when he came to earth to die and then rise from the dead in order for us to receive grace and mercy, 
My friend knew this as a result of her choice to accept the grace gift God offered her. Her match knew this over his choice to accept the grace gift offered him. And I knew that as a result of my choice to accept the grace gift offered to me. The great news is that this grace gift is for everyone, not just the three of us. Here are some verses from the Bible where we are told about the grace gift offered to us through Jesus Christ. Let me read them for you from the book of Romans in the Bible, chapter 15, verses 12 to 17. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given. But it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation. But God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness, for all who will receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. I hope and pray you will want to have this grace gift from Jesus as well. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled... A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.